and welcome back to another episode of Deets with Dita. I'm your host Nandita and today we are doing horror films and I thought, I was just sat there and I was thinking, who better to have on my podcast about horror films than the woman in my life who basically watches the most horror films and enjoys it, which is completely obscure. Um, so I've decided I have the most special guest on my podcast, my mum. Hello. Okay, so normally when we uh, have the podcast, we ask um, the guest three questions, right? Yep. <laughs> so we ask who you are, how you know me, and <laughs> what my favorite, uh, what your favorite genre of film is. Sorry. So go. Okay. So I am Nandita's mom as you all know, and um, how do I know her? Well, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> and uh, I love horror movies, hence the reason why this is the episode that I wanted to come on and you kindly asked me to. Yeah, I I think this is gonna be interesting because um, if you guys don't already know, I am not a big horror film fan. My mom knows that I'm not a big horror fan. She sat there like holding in a laugh because she knows how bad I am over the years and we'll get into that in this episode so we're basically going to talk about three main things we're going to talk about childhood horror films so my childhood horror films my mom's childhood horror films then some of our favorite all-time favorite horror films and then some recent horror films that my mom and i watched together <laughs> so <laughs> it should be interesting so without further ado are you ready to start the episode yeah for sure let's do it so childhood horror films now I have a lot of stories um, that, that have like shaped my experiences of like my relationship with the horror genre um, and I'm pretty sure you have some as well. So seeing as you're the guest, why don't you give me one of your stories first? Okay, so I vividly remember watching a few horror movies as a child that I probably shouldn't have been watching given the age rating. I'm not even sure how I even managed to watch it. Um, it's just etched into my memory. Uh, definitely some scenes that just pull out and, and just even to this day, I think, gosh, how did I watch that back then? Um, okay, so one of my sort of all-time favorites is Poltergeist. Um, it's a film that had three parts to it. Um, the first part was the one that I remembered that was quite scary. Well, you watched that as a child, right? Yeah, I was about, say, eight or not, um, no, probably about ten or ten years old, I would say. Nine yeah. to ten years old when, when I watched it. It came out in 1982, so I'm not going to give out too much information <laughs> about exactly how old I am. But it came out in that year, but I didn't watch it, obviously, in that year. I watched it a few years later. Um... <laughs> So it was it was a film actually made by Steven Spielberg. He Ooh, wrote nice. it and produced it. He wanted to direct it, but at the time um, he couldn't because he was actually working on E.T. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so hence the reason why he couldn't actually, because Universal had put a clause in that he wasn't able to kind of direct two movies at the same time. <laughs> yeah, so basically they, they put a stop to, to him being able to direct a written you know movie uh, script himself so he didn't but he worked really close with um somebody called toby uh, uh hooper 
who was actually who worked on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, um, so got a, already yeah. got a reputation for horror films. Definitely, definitely. So um, he worked really well with him actually, and directed um, via him, you could say. And they worked well together on it and bounced ideas from the two movies from E.T. as well as like Poltergeist as oh, well. Oh, nice. So, I mean, that's kind of like a little bit of background of sort of where it came from. Um, I would probably say, uh, I know you love like CGI and that whole aspect of um, yeah. that world. You <laughs> could say there was definitely some scenes in there that would have showed very, very early stages of um, CGI or elements of light stroming and uh, visual effects and um, artistry on the scenes of how they built up those actual scenes to be on the, on camera really so mm. it was quite interesting and and recently I read up on how they did that because I hadn't revisited the movies from from when I was a child to just give me a little bit of background for today's episode yeah. I wanted to kind of refresh my memory as well mm. so i've never seen the poltergeist so can you give us like a quick roundup of like what it's about so it's uh, essentially about a family just a normal um family uh, three children husband wife uh they actually casted a family that wasn't famous actors uh, just to make it more realistic um steven spielberg didn't want it to be with famous people because he wanted to bring some realism as as if it would be the family next door scenario yeah yeah that's pretty cool <clears throat> yeah so basically uh they move into a neighborhood where a house unknowing to them was built on a cemetery where the tombstones had been removed but the actual graves hadn't been uh dug up and and removed um so basically Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, so that's how it starts off. So it's about an angry spirit uh, that is kind of wanting to bring a, a member of their family, the youngest member of their family, an angelic uh, girl called Carol Ann, um, who they're fixated with bringing into the dark side. So it starts off with little simple kind of ghost-friendly moving chairs, moving I mean, objects. The classic, you know. Yeah, just kind of like this... They, so they realise, the family realise they have some presence in the house. They just think it's a friendly ghost that's just, you know, there. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Why would your first reaction, why would a family's first reaction to, like, moving objects in the home be like, oh, it's just a friendly ghost, you know? I don't know. That's definitely one of the scenes they gradually build it up to then actually they realise this this is unhealthy and they're actually <laughs> after... Uh, their family oh gosh I won't forget a scene that was in the film where um, the mother is in a, a swimming pool which is it's not even a swimming pool it looks like a swimming pool because it's such a uh, it's raining heavily as it would be in one of these scenes or it's a horror movie <laughs> obviously and she's actually in this ditch which looks like it would be a swimming pool but it's covered in mud it's that deep um, and she's basically fallen into this ditch where the skeletons are being sort of like, you know, they're bubbling up to the surface. <laughs> and, um, another sort of Ew. fun fact on that one is that back in the day, it was more expensive to hire um, 
skeletons from props or get them they actually used oh no man <laughs> <laughs> they actually used real skeletons for the scene Ew. and the actress who played the mom she was actually terrified petrified of, of that as well as loads of electrical equipment in in the pool because the shots were done really close loads of water and mud and actually to to help her feel calm about the scene steven spielberg actually got into the water got into the scene with her oh, to nice. shoot it to allow to capture those really really terrifying moments on on camera um what a legend we love yeah steven definitely definitely um it's one to watch uh there's loads of suspense scenes in in the movie um and because the character of the girl um carol ann she's so she looks so sweet and innocent um there's definitely you kind of feel drawn towards wanting to protect her right i see that. and then when you see this bad stuff happening to her where the they're you know the ghost is after her and and trying to pull her into a room or trying to kind of take her away from her family essentially you kind of you already feel tense and the tension you mm. can feel it in the scene yeah so yeah that was kind of quite quite uh, scary i mean from the way that you've described it i don't think i'd ever want to watch this no. film no and i think the uh visualist sort of like the visual effects back in the day in the 80s um you know we don't have the technology that we've got now where we're able to kind of use a lot more cgi but you have to you have to remember as well though steven spielberg was very much like into doing a lot of practical like elements in terms of like using minimal cgi even if it like even if there was like the technology to do some form of it he does love his practical um, stuff because like he did Jaws didn't he yes and like is, yeah. yeah and he did a lot of practical stuff with like the actual shark and then like you've got um E.T. E.T. himself was like I don't think he was CG he was like some elements were CG of him because mm. you have to do like facial expressions but his actual model like wasn't so mm. it doesn't surprise me that Spielberg like wanted to keep everything like quite practical yeah it's kind of his vibe but yeah, I mean, speaking of Carol Ann, mm. I am going to talk about a childhood film that scarred me, which was Coraline. <laughs> there was a vague, there was a vague, like, connection there. There we go. So I watched two films um, when I was younger that were animated horror films, Coraline and Monster House. So Coraline, we watched in cinema. Yeah. So we watched it, Dad was there too, and... Um, you guys already knew by then that I was not into horror films, yeah, but we thought we just we just thought you know what, let's give it a go. And it's I an was, animated film, you like know, how bad can animated films be? Yeah, you know, with definitely. horror. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Were we wrong? So I think one thing that I wanted to say is animated films don't always have to be directed towards children, and that's my my segue into this is that I don't think I should have watched Coraline. <laughs> At the age I did, I was seven years old when we watched it in cinema. Because I, if I remember watching it... And it's a PG as well, mm. I think. So, like, they were like, you know, this is fine for children to watch. But, like, come on. Can I just say, like, another mother with, like, button eyes that's evil when you go into, like, a weird part of your house? Like, and she she herself, Coraline was, like, what, 11, 12 years old? I googled it. I wanted <laughs> to check how old she was. She was, like, 11, 12 years old. And 
<laughs> she, it was just like, it was so crazy because I remember being like, you, you scaring me about the other mum. I know, this was just, it was parent gold. <laughs> it was parent gold to, to try and keep your child on the straight and narrow that if she was naughty, the other mummy would come and she should be grateful and get on with whatever I've asked her to do. <laughs> but, then, but then obviously me being cheeky, like, are you the other mummy? Well, yeah, we had quite a few uh, conversations about that. <laughs> and just overall, you know, just trying to, to make me scared. Yeah. Fear is a good thing, you know, it balances out the the hmm. non-fear bit. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. definitely. Okay, alright. <laughs> so Monster House was another one that um another animated horror film that um i watched and i don't remember when we watched this i don't think dad watched this with us i think we watched it on tv like sky cinema or something right and it was on tv or we had it on dvd it was one of the two and it was on tv and it was about these three teenagers who um essentially there's this creepy house in their neighborhood as there always is um and they they wanted to know like more about it and they were curious right um and they realized that the house is actually alive and it's a monster and like oh my god this film really i remember it really scaring me and the thing is i could for the longest time i remember having so many conversations with you about trying to figure out what the film was because I remember I would say to you, like, Mom, do you ever remember watching that film where the house was alive and it was, like, terrorising these children? And you were like, are you okay? <laughs> I just couldn't remember it, honestly. I just, I couldn't originally remember it. Obviously, it had more of an impact on you than it did on me at the time. I mean, clearly. I think I've only ever seen it once as well. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> but it really... If you want to like understand the vibe of it, if you if you guys have ever seen it, like the the newer one mm. with the children, it kind of reminds me of like the last scene of it where they're all in the house and then like it is like in the house yeah. terrorizing them. Yeah. Imagine that, but instead of like the clown being the one terrorized, it's the actual house that's terrorizing them. Mm. It's pretty it's pretty scary for like a children's film. I just it's crazy. And like I must have been older than 7 when I watched that because I think it came out, if it came out like around the time Coraline came out and then it also came out, um, I didn't watch it in cinema. Mm. And we watched it on TV. So it must've been like earlier than like seven years old. So that's my animated horror film, childhood mm. vibes. Do you have any other childhood horror films that really stood out to I you? I mean, there's loads really. I mean, I don't think I watched um, all of them fully because I probably got really scared <laughs> um, in between and watched only bits. I mean, just going off the back of Poltergeist, there is uh, an actual uh, Poltergeist 2, I remember, which was basically they'd put where the spirit in the first one had now a face in the second one in 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 a form of a reverend that would knock on the door but wouldn't be able to come into the house unless they were he was invited into the house Interesting. and then this is where you actually get a face and the the person who played it actually um was it had really gaunt face and just looks super creepy. I can just pale see, face. Yeah, it's just like, like it looks like the face oh, is hollow. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really scary. Even now, when I think about it, I can actually visualize his face, which is really scary. 
Um, that's the one that I could say definitely hands down gave me nightmares. <laughs> uh, there's a few scenes in there where, um, you know, he's trying to come into the house and, and there's a little little saying that he does. He goes, God is in the holy temple and he'd just do it in his creepy voice and he'd sing it constantly and it was quite unnerving and um, and then then obviously there's still supernatural things happening um to the family uh one scene i remember is the boy is in the bathroom and he's looking in the mirror and at this stage now he's got braces and it it's his braces just the wire just covers his face and pins him to the ceiling and mom you had braces when you were younger (laughs) exactly so it, it kind of was really scary and that one definitely i i remember and i don't even i wouldn't even want to watch it now i just don't like it um as I said earlier, that I, I kind of refreshed myself just for the episode to remind me of bits um, about a little bit of background about the, the stories and stuff. And and actually, I didn't know this at the time, but the guy who played the Reverend, who is the, the evil spirit mm. um, that was haunting the family, actually was suffering with cancer at the time and would explain the gauntness in his face which actually is is quite commendable on the person who was actually playing that character Mm. um to to know that he was actually playing that character and unfortunately he didn't see it through he didn't see the film Mm. through and towards the end steven spielberg had to use a model of him and complete scenes and etc which obviously now in modern day you would use cgi and Mm. you'd be able to kind of cover off that character but I, I mean that's a fact i didn't know up until recently but i mean boy, if you didn't was scary but if you if you didn't even know that no. up until recently it must mean that spielberg did a good job like with like the maybe the practical stuff that he used to help like with the model and stuff yes definitely i you know i couldn't tell maybe re-looking at watching the movie which i'm not going to do <laughs> um <laughs> I might be able to tell, but at that stage, half of the movie is probably with my eyes covering my face. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was definitely scary. Um, that there's so many. At the end of the day, there was a, a movie that I watched, which also terrified me, which is called The American Werewolf. Right. Okay. Uh, What's in, that one about? In London. So it's about two American um, students or travelers come from America to the UK and are uh, sort of backpacking um, and at the time they are in London and they go to a pub which they're not welcome in because they're just different in Mm. comparison to everybody else but before getting into a bit of an argument or fight in in the actual pub they decided to leave and when they left they were chased by a werewolf and one of the characters was killed and the other one was attacked and ironically it was full moon night oh dear does yeah. he turn into yes he does uh, <laughs> but later in the movie and i think the and this is a, a great movie so if you get a chance to watch it please do it's it's an old school movie so obviously the um special effects are very different they're not like modern what year day. did it come out it came out in 1981 that's so wild. I mean I've I saw it in the 80s not obviously when it was released um and 
was fairly young i just remember the scene where his limbs just extend and they did that so well um it frightened the life out of me uh, just I'm seeing your lie. face yeah i'm not gonna lie <laughs> seeing the, the the arms and legs stretch the way that they did really terrified me um Yikes. but yeah i mean it's it's brilliant it's a good movie definitely worth watching mm. and then as you mentioned earlier um you've got jaws which is you know good you have to remember with horror movies yeah and i think that it's done so well is that it it it, it creates fear into the audience for mm. entertainment reasons mm. so they it often uh, you know evokes the viewers nightmares fears so there's so many different kind of horror movies whether it be psychological whether it be blood and guts and gore or it be um kind of a little bit more deeper about mm. scenario situation mm. or playing on the dark element or um you know just making it you just different uh feelings that a, a, a person watching the movie would feel exactly i think i think with horror films it's very much down to subjective yeah like the individual watching a horror film will have different ideas of what they fear yeah right? i know definitely. specifically i could not handle spiritual horror films i don't know why i just don't like it it's like yeah but anything to do with like killers or like guts and gore yeah. like, i get excited about that yeah, stuff i, I feel it's... like it's like quite fun to watch i like the <laughs> that sounds so psychotic <laughs> but like i enjoy those type of horror films and i'll get onto it when we talk about like the recent horror films that we've seen or like my favorite ones like mm. I, there is a specific style of horror film that i really like um but it's good that you mentioned the fact that there are loads of um, interpretations, interpretations of, of what people yeah, definitely, fear, definitely. and that translates into horror. Like Jaws, fine. That's yeah. classed as a horror film. There's suspense. There's like you're driving up to it, the music, yeah. everything. It mm. kind of you're anticipating something bad to happen, though it's in broad daylight yeah. and it's it's not that. It's a different type of fear. Mm. Um, you know, I think. I also think it's a bit different when I was younger watching uh, movies and watching those maybe movies now or what my fears were when I was younger and what they are now. This I is mean, so true. Also, I mean, I think recently, and I, I was talking to a friend about this, um, recently watched Beetlejuice, which was a movie that came out in 1988. And watching it back then, it was quite scary and it was different. I was a child, so watching that around about Halloween time or sort of, you know, the movies that come out towards Christmas, Halloween time, mm. it'd be always constantly on TV. Um, but when I rewatched it recently, and this is a Tim Burton movie as well, mm. some of the, the character itself, Beetlejuice, I feel now as an adult, probably as a mum as well, is super inappropriate <laughs> and super like, oh my gosh, uh, how did I watch this? But then there's other scenes in it that are like really good and you think, wow, you know, I didn't appreciate that as much as I probably did when I was younger. Mm. And there's some really scary bits as well. So that's kind of like one of the other ones that I've, I've got on my childhood. I could go on and on, I'm sorry. Mm. I just, yeah, I probably watched way too many horror movies. On the other hand, <laughs> I've only ever seen like maybe very few horror movies in my life and a majority of them are like at this age <laughs> which sounds so bad but one 
one that I do remember, and you know which one I'm going to talk about, Mum, <laughs> is uh, one that I watched in cinema um, called The Woman in Black. Now, if you guys don't know the premise of The Woman in Black, it's basically, it's got Daniel Radcliffe in it, so Mr. Harry Potter dude, uh, he's in it, and um, he's like this, I don't know what he is, I don't remember, I don't want to like have any more, <laughs> I don't want to refresh my memory about this film, but essentially he is a, um, he's gone to this house, and there's children in this house, and there's like a, a mother, I think, anyway, the the main thing is, uh, the vibe of this film was the ch- <laughs> the children were killed by this spirit called like this this woman in black right who haunts this house right um, because she's oh I'm remembering the film now it's because she's like unsettled and unrested about her child's wrongful death and that's why she haunts the house that um, she was buried at and where her child was uh, died at as well um, so. It's basically about children who are wearing black shoes are the most targeted <laughs> children in this film. Now, I'm a, I was a child when I watched this film. I was like 10 years old. Um, and I wore black shoes to school. <laughs> so it was not pleasant experience for me. And I even remember telling like you guys, like I, I don't think this is going to sit well with me before the film yeah. started. I was like, I don't think I can handle horror films. I don't know. I actually genuinely didn't think it was going to be that bad. Um, I thought you'd be all right with it. The thing is, you didn't know the premise of the film going I, in. I just thought it would be just, you know, another slightly creepy film. Not really like anything. I don't know. I think, I think, <laughs> I didn't realise how much of an effect it had on you until probably a week or two weeks after. No, a month. A month. Okay, yeah, I was trying to be nice to you. A month after you'd watched the film, you would, you know, yeah, so like... walk into the room at night. Now, this would be the creepiest thing ever. Um, her dad is a very deep sleeper, so wouldn't even know if she was in the room. Whereas um, I just bolt straight out of bed knowing that she's out of bed and, and is stood silently at the door with the light shining behind her, looking over us. <laughs> Creepy as hell, but <laughs> she'd stand there quietly, just wondering if we're awake. And then obviously I would get up and say, you're okay, and then try and help her put her back to bed and, and hopefully she would fall asleep. There was a time where uh, I think there was a, a mattress thrown in our room for yeah, a week yeah, or a week, so, yeah. where she would just sleep in our room just in case uh, the woman in black wouldn't come and get her. Yeah, um, and then also, the, uh, like, after I came out of this uh, this phase of, like, staying in their room, I had to have my door wide open and then the passage light, so, like, yeah. the hallway light had to be on so that, like... Oh my god, no. It was just, I just remember it. And it took me so long to grow out of that. that yeah. Like that it took, took a while. It took so long and like that film really messed. <laughs> and I think that was my first impression of like horror films as um like like a proper horror film, not like an animated horror film. Like this was my first proper impression yeah. of like a horror film. And that's at that point I was like, I this is not my thing. This is yeah. not my vibe. I don't like this. <laughs> and, I d- and I don't think it helped that it played on my fears, as you said, because I'm yeah. a child who wears black shoes mm. to school. It played on my fears a little bit. So, um, and do you know what? It didn't help that um, even after I tried to get over this. Um, fun fact is that 
my English teacher, because we were, I think, um, studying the woman, woman in black at school, I think, yeah. for a book or something. And my English teacher, whenever she had the chance, would just put on the woman in black. <laughs> and, like, I love her so much, but, like, it did not help my... Like, I had to, like, cover my eyes or just talk to my friend throughout the whole film because I just couldn't deal with it. I remember one time <laughs> my friend had watched the film for the first time and she fell out of her chair. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, so it's quite a funny, a funny film. Now, I have another fun fact about this film. Okay. So, basically, I don't think this film should have been a 12A, right? So, 12A in the UK basically means that, like, um, you can go, if you're over 12 years old, you can go and watch it. But if you're under 12 years old, you can go and watch it still only if you're accompanied by an adult. So, obviously, my both my parents were with me when I watched it. Um, and... Basically, I did some research because apparently when I watched it in class, I was like, like everyone in the class was like 15. And when my teacher showed us the DVD case, it said 15 on there. Hmm. And I was like, huh, that wouldn't, like, they wouldn't even let me in the cinema. I looked, I was 10 years old, right? So I was like, this was not a 15 before then, was it? So then I did some Googling, right? BFI. (laughs) I have... A lot of, I have a lot to say to you. So basically, the BFI apparently were debating so long about what to give this film, like what rating to give this film. Mm. Now, stereotypically, films with higher ratings means that you have less of a target audience to watch, right? Mm-hmm. So like, because a lot of kids go to the cinema and watch films, right? But meaning if you put your film like, like at a 15 or an 18, you're already capping your market mm-hmm. to like of people who are watching films. So The Woman in Black was... Like, the original cut of The Woman in Black was given a 15. Oh, original? It, yep, original cut. Okay. It was it was not okay for children to watch, right? Definitely not. I would definitely have not <laughs> like, sent you out to watch that Exactly, one. 100%. Yeah. But then, because people, because cinemas wanted to, like, or because the film itself as well wanted to make, have more of a target audience for people to watch this film, right? Mm. Because Daniel Radcliffe, you know, he's Harry Potter dude, a lot of young audiences are going to want to come to watch the film, right? Mm. Um, So they made this film a 12A Mm. and cut some scenes out of it, of the original one, because they thought there were some scenes that were just too much, right? And then um, they cut it out and made a 12A version. Mm. So that's why there's a 15 version and there's also a 12A version. Okay. Which I found very... So did you notice the difference when you watched the 15 version? You Do you think I was paying attention to the film <laughs> in English we should, class? Maybe we should rent out the no, 15 no, just no. to see the no. difference. Mom, do you want me to sleep in your room again no. for like a month? As an 18-year-old kid, do you want me to sleep in your room? No. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So overall, that was just like the probably the most impactful horror film probably only one of the only horror films i watched as a kid um there were obviously some other experiences like i remember one time when we got netflix for the first like one of the first times uh for dad's birthday we decided just to watch well you guys decided to watch a bunch of horror films this was all my fault this was not their fault this was my fault but uh i was on like my tablet like watching some total drama island because why not um, and then <laughs> I got, because you guys were still in the same room as me and you guys were watching it on the TV, 
I started like, because the headphones were not like noise cancelling, mm. I could hear some of the storyline and I got really interested in it, right? Yeah. And then that was my, my first mistake. My first mistake was like getting hooked to the storyline and then jump scares happened and... Yeah, I think that was The Ring as well. It was The Ring, yeah. it was Unborn, and yeah. you watched, I think, part of Ring 2 and then you stopped. Yeah. yeah. And that was not fun either, but that didn't hurt me as much as The Woman in Black hurt me. <laughs> um... So yeah, already, I think if you guys didn't know why I didn't like horror films, I think you now understand why I don't like horror films. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, it's pretty, like, you're obviously like, what would you say is your ultimate scare factor? What would you mean, like, what thing that scares me the most? Yeah. It has to be, like, spiritual stuff. Okay. Like, ghosts, spirits, that type of stuff uh-huh. really scares me. Like, I don't like those types, like, I could never, I don't think I could watch The Conjuring unless it was, like, summer, like, it's so light, and, like, I'm watching it with so many different people that could, like, joke around about it as well. Like, I could not watch the, I think The Conjuring series is something I really want to watch, but I know I'm gonna get so messed up afterwards. So, like, that's my no-go for horror films. What about you? What's your no-go? Do you know what? I think it's such an element of don't think I'm the spirit thing really scares me as much I think it's the storytelling behind it so things like the quiet place was quite on edge it kept me on edge of my seat Mm. and I think that that feeling you get in the pit of your stomach where something's gonna happen and it's about to happen but you don't know when it's gonna happen and I think that bit is the bit that I kind of like I thrive on I don't really like the blood and gore or the spirits thing is spirits things now as an adult is slightly laughable in the sense that I kind of understand it's not true it's not something that I believe in um you know jumpy scenes yes maybe but not something that's going to keep me up night up at night um dark scenes the scenes that are filmed in dark places Mm. I remember watching The Descent in back in 2005 which was a bunch of friends going to a cave mm. uh, for exploring adventure weekend and there's something down there with and you know even if it was the, just like a wolf it was still exactly, scary <laughs> it's the journey that you go on with the people in the movie that makes gives me that kind of feeling that pit that that feeling you get at the pit of your stomach you know there's disorientation hallucination fear that that kind of feeling you get whilst they build up to the scene of these like cave dwelling monsters that don't have eyes that listen to sounds and feed off of flesh is just (laughs) it's really can i just say can i just say she's smiling while she's saying all of this and it's the most unnerving thing i'm having to sit and witness she's like properly got a massive grin on her face (laughs) i think it's i think it's such an amazing thing if um you can bring either a book to life or you can um 
bring an audience into a scene it's amazing and but i feel like that works with any genre of film though. yeah possibly but i don't know maybe i just i i love horror movies <laughs> and i don't think i get as much as i would out of a horror movie than i would get in a musical movie that's the my shade. Pers- the shade i just <laughs> got my, shaded my personal opinion um you know okay i would love for you to watch horror movies uh-huh. we'd have so many to watch and it'd be uh-huh. amazing yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah sure okay so uh, i guess we've spoken quite a bit now about like some childhood horror films so let's talk about some of like our all-time favorites okay so now that we've spoken about um some of our childhood horror films it's been fun to learn some of yours um you already know all of mine <laughs> um but Let's talk about our favourite horror films, and you probably won't really know many of my favourite horror films, because I don't really have <laughs> favourite, watched many horror films as well. Um, so, I'll go first with my basic one. Mm-hmm. My basic one is The Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's an animated horror film. Um, people may argue it's a Christmas film. People may argue it's a Halloween film. Personally, I think it's an all-year-round film. Um, I think it's really great. I enjoyed, like, um, the songs are so iconic. Even if you've never seen The Nightmare Before Christmas, you know at least one or two of the songs from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, whether it be This Is Halloween or What's This? What's This? Like, <laughs> like you know, you know the songs of um, The Nightmare Before Christmas. I really liked um, the fact that it was stop-motion. So, like, it really added to the scariness of the characters, in a way, and, the like, their movements felt a bit more jarring. Um, clearly, I watched this, like, more grown-up than I did um, the other, like, like Coraline and Monster House, so I was a little bit more, like, okay, I can handle this. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I just, I thought it was, like, a all-round really great horror film. Tim Burton, obviously, because, like, he, he is iconic with, like, his stuff to do with, like, animated horror like um frankenweenie and the corpse bride and like stuff like that he's done a lot but this one by far has to be my favorite and it's like a collaboration with disney for this one as well um so yeah i really i really enjoyed it jack skellington he's so cool he's so (laughs) tall um and i just like the whole premise of like sandy claus instead of saying santa claus it's quite cool it is pretty cool and like yeah i have a soft spot for it because you know when i think of halloween i associate it with like like not scary films like I, I associate with like pumpkins and funny skeletons and stuff like that i don't associate halloween with horror which i probably should do but you know that's how i feel when i think halloween i think nightmare before christmas vibes so yeah yeah that's I, why it's one of my favorites mm, it's quite a good one i like that one as well yeah, it's good uh so what about you you've already mentioned like a few of your favorites so like you mentioned that like poltergeist is obviously going to be one of your yeah one of my favorites definitely but like what other ones like what are your ones that you can re-watch like any time and never get tired of it um probably i think there's so many it's so difficult to say i mean see the difference between me and mom like <laughs> i i have bare minimum sample size to to choose from my mom she's probably seen every horror film in existence well i mean i wouldn't say i've seen all of them but i she's definitely know i definitely <laughs> say that i've got loads that i'd love to watch you just haven't had the chance or have seen trailers on it and think oh probably not as good um i've seen 
the witch uh, which is quite good it's recommended to me by a friend and uh, the intense music on it was quite you know something different kept kept the suspense going uh, the fear fact of not knowing but who what was it about I don't want to spoil that for anybody who's gonna watch it so I won't elaborate that one's definitely one you have to watch but just, we'll just carry bare on. minimum and, knowledge yeah, bare minimum knowledge is the best one to go in that one nice okay um things like the aliens all of the movies for the aliens so like, are really really good um i think they were quite good i think ones that really stick out to me is probably i mean i really liked drag me to hell that was like a recent one 2009 um it, it's it's about a girl who's uh works in a banking firm and to kind of get a promotion or be showing her boss that she's on kind of level pegging as everybody else she has to go and collect a debt alone from from various people on her portfolio and one of which is this old lady oh, no. who then uh, <laughs> who can't pay the loan who then puts a curse on her a curse that will see you know if she doesn't get this curse removed from her would see her to hell basically oh, no. and lots of horrible things happen to her disgusting things creepy things um things you wouldn't imagine uh that one definitely was quite good to watch mm. uh, i would definitely say that uh, that was quite one of my favorites i would watch mm. that again um another one that i would say that i kind of really liked was um quiet place i think i mentioned it already yeah. to you um that was the fact that that was such a quiet and powerful movie um, definitely helped on the horror aspect for See, me. See, this is where it's so funny to me that you loved The Quiet Place. I tried watching A Quiet Place and I stopped it like 20 minutes in because I was so bored. Like, I no, genuinely was so bored during that film. I couldn't... No, I think, <laughs> I think... I don't... I don't think you... If you'd watched all of it, you'd understand the why it had to be done that way the i think, thing is that I think it's, it's genius the fact that you okay. don't have somebody screaming their head off you know okay. someone who no, no, things no. are moving around and you you're, you're totally getting scared it's like completely different i understand the unique that. point was amazing and Look, i think that's what put me on the edge of my seat to think oh, God, this is a really good adaptation of a horror movie look i'm not saying it's bad i'm mm. just saying that i have a short attention span <laughs> I think John Krasinski is incredible. He's just an incredible human being in general. The fact that he directed and starred in this and then cast his wife as well, which was, like, incredible. Um, I think things that made me probably um, not, like, like, feel bored about this film was probably because it was my fault that I'd already known, like, some of the cool plot points of the film. Like, some of the things that happened to the woman at the end and, like, you know, just some of the major spoilers I knew as I walked like as I walked in to watch it mm. so I guess that's why it didn't really like click for me also horror film and like me being a skeptical person and then also it was just very it felt very slow paced in the beginning I feel like if I watched it in cinema it would have been I would have enjoyed it a lot more but because I'm at home there's a lot of distractions and it's a quiet film it's like it's hard to get into Mm. and i remember watching it at home i think there definitely is a um a difference in when you watch something in cinema and if you're watching it um at home there's also a big difference when you're watching it with people or watching it on your own <laughs> yeah 
I mean, I tend to because you don't join me on those horror look, movies. I tend to watch them by myself or with your dad, which, um, yeah, I kind of like get used to that. <laughs> I know, but it's also like, um, I feel like it's better to watch a horror film. On, like if you want to feel the effect of a horror film more, it's better to watch it on, on your own. But if you want to more like mock it, which we'll get onto, <laughs> then it's better to watch it with a person. Um... So, yeah, I think one of my other favorite horror mm. films, because I've only seen very few, um, has to be It, yeah. not Chapter Two, because even as much as I love James McAvoy, mm. it's not as good as the first one. No, definitely. I, I think agree. the appeal of the first one is because they're kids. Mm. When they're adults, you don't really care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that sounds so bad. But like when they're adults, you just don't really care anymore because they're like adults and they can probably like just kills it or like try and like use a gun or something but mm-hmm. none of them used a gun in this film where i was like why um but it like i liked the first one they were all kids i liked the whole georgie thing like in the rain that like the fact that that starts off the film really does set the tone for the entire thing with like yeah. the the boat and like his little yellow like rain jacket like that really does set the tone for the entire film i absolutely enjoyed it I love, I will admit, I watched this, not when it came out, not when it was in cinema, we watched it when it was on TV, on like Sky Movie or something, and how old was I? It took me a a long time for me to be okay to try and like attempt a horror film again, but obviously when I found out It Chapter 2 was coming out with James McAvoy in it, I was like, I need to watch the first one. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm able to watch the second one. So I was like, okay, I gotta bite the bullet here for for one of my favourite actors um so then i don't remember when we watched it but we watched it all together and even at like an older age i still like and i never told you this but i still felt quite like unnerved at night and like i did have some rough nights by myself i was gonna say you never came into the room you never you never i have a lot of pride (laughs) i didn't want to admit that but I, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't, actually, because if you told me you hadn't had any kind of uh, restless nights because of it, I would have been surprised because the, the CGI and the graphic way you know that was used mm. in that was really good. I mean, I've watched snippets of the original uh, from back in um, 19... What was it? In the 90s? Um and it's nowhere, it's just, an, it sounds really bad, but it's almost just essentially a normal clown <laughs> in comparison to the one and that's the been is, remade in uh, 2017 uh, is is really more gory, more scary, more terrifying and as I think, a character. I think the difference between that time period and this time period is that you couldn't read, because Stephen, this is obviously based off a Stephen King book, right? Mm. In the Stephen King book, it is like an interdimensional being mm. that can shapeshift into a form of your worst fear, mm-hmm. right? And for some reason, he just liked the clown body. <laughs> he just yeah. he just felt more comfortable in, mm. in the clown um, uh, body. And I suppose it's the alluring of children. Yeah, true. Because some like yeah clowns children yeah mm-hmm. and like it also preys on children and they were all teen like one of the girl was a teen in the film so obviously that was mm. gonna like mess with me again yeah. as well but fun fact is 
the, you know the blood scene the toilet blood scene with the girls yeah both jessica chastain and i don't remember the young actress's name who, mm-hmm. who of her they were not done with cg they actually had gallons upon gallons of blood poured onto them oh, wow and it was all cold like it was freezing cold well not actual blood though not actual fake not actual (laughs) blood mom that's disgusting (laughs) well you said they had gallons of gallons of blood on them so i was like oh my god fake blood mom that's a bit inhumane going extra that is i think (laughs) i think they would get charged for that because that's some sort of cruelty to whatever blood they got from and also the people who are having to to deal with that but no, like <laughs> fake blood. Okay, yeah, fake of course. Blood. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Um, you know, just in case our listeners thought that it was real blood, I just felt like I needed to clarify yeah, that. Yeah, for no, them, it's of fa- it's, yeah, not for yourself. No, <laughs> no, not for <laughs> Yeah, uh, fake blood. And um, it. I just thought that was really interesting. I don't know. I really, I really liked the first it. The second it, not so much because they mm. kind of used a lot of the same scare tactics yeah. in the first film into the second film and it, it still even isn't accurate to the books no. and i still think that there could be in the future another film or tv series mm. that could be made that makes the story of stephen king's it come to life better because the way yeah. that the book is written is that it has um it jumps between timelines mm. so it's never coherently okay so this part of the book is all in the past and this part of the book is all in the future mm. it's okay so we're now going into the future but we're going to go back into the past about this bit and then we're going to go back into the future and back and then like exactly. back and forth back and forth running two timelines in this concurrently yeah. yeah and i feel like there are a lot of tv shows that not all that are just not horror but yeah. do that very well yeah. they run like um the same like time period and i yeah. feel like they could do that with it with a tv show maybe well you say that there was a TV show, uh, a mini series back in the 1990s. Uh, ABC did it, um, but it was toned down. It was mm. at a, a family viewing time. Yes, yeah, so it then... was. It was never. I almost feel that like no one's ready to embrace the book completely the way it was meant to be, uh, the 1986 novel, because. I don't know why, but even if you look at the most recent and the previous um, It movie, there's certain scenes that have just not been taken from the way that they were in the book. But they haven't changed the character of It throughout either the the novel well obviously the novel they haven't changed it but in the films either films uh the reboot recently in 2017 Mm. or the previous one now i don't know why why they couldn't change the other scenes from the friendly meetup uh meal that everybody when they got together that was never in the in the book in the novel but they put it into the films oh i'm not sure why you mean the one where um the guy who's living in the town in Derry got yeah. them all back together yeah. in the second one. Yeah. Is it not in the book? No, I don't believe it's a friendly meal like they they did it. It was, it was never... not friendly though. Mm. Do you not remember? In the film, yeah. they w- when they were at the dinner table, right? Yeah. Their the their meal like started coming like spiders and sh- weird stuff. <laughs> Oh, okay. Do yeah. you not remember that? No, I do remember it, but they were still quite... It was not as, like, um, 
scary as it could have been. Yeah, that's but, what I thought. As as graphic as the novel. Mm, see, the thing is, <laughs> I haven't got very far in the novel. Um, I've read like qu- uh, not even a fair bit of it. Like I'd say like a twelfth. <laughs> that's mm. like my mouth's coming out. Like a twelfth of the book, which is not a lot. Um, and I don't know. It's like. I haven't got to that scene yet, but like they're bringing every, the way the 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 thing where they they're all getting the phone calls to come back to Derry yeah. is like very mm-hmm. similar. But I don't know. I think one day someone, maybe even Christopher Nolan. I feel like Christopher Nolan. <laughs> that's this sounds very weird. But what if Christopher Nolan did like it, but like as like a either a TV show film type thing because he does time very well. He could into like he could do the 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 time periods like running concurrently as you say hmm. uh, like it is in the book because he manipulates time very well yeah i don't know i feel like i could see christopher nolan taking it on pretty well but i don't think he ever would um but i don't know i think i would love to see his ad- adaptation of it. it sounds so weird but i don't know i feel like i'd have yeah, faith for him. Be his vibe though He's never i don't really know but like type of but like this is me just being yeah, like no, wishful thinking like yeah, i would definitely. love to see what a christopher nolan uh, adaptation of it would be yeah um so yeah i just overall i really loved it it did spook me did feel a bit scared because my wardrobes don't really close properly <laughs> so like um the gaps just no it was not fun um but yeah i really enjoyed it and i would rewatch it uh multiple times because now i know where the jump scares are so i wouldn't be as scared um <laughs> So what about you? I've got one more, but do you have another yeah, one? Yeah, I mean, I have one more as well, which is kind of like a slightly different one. It's more of a drama, sort of action horror movie than anything, not your traditional blood and gore or too many jump factors. It's more of like get into your mind, kind of horror, psychological style, mm. uh, which is 10 Cloverfield Lane. Right. Now, that was released soon back in, what, 2016? Yeah. Um, it's It's about this woman who basically had um, a car accident and uh, some sort of found herself near a, a, a house which had a bunker um, and these two men were they helped her obviously from the car accident that she had um, and whilst doing that also explained to her that there's been a chemical attack and that you can't go outside and that's why we've all got to stay in in, in this bunker mm. <laughs> yeah kind of all building to a suspense where her leg is injured and it's going to take time for it to heal so whilst yeah. it's healing they're all playing happy families where this other guy has has you know joined them um and now when this other guy has joined them it just feels a little bit on edge mm. now the original guy that took everybody in is actually a complete psycho <laughs> but they just don't know it yet oh, no. yeah it, it's pretty pretty crazy and um there's this suspense of actually is they um a chemical sort of alien attack outside or did they just use it or, to lure them in exactly yeah. and his behaviour is so far-fetched, it's controlling. He's showing this nice side of him at the start and then builds and you can see this psycho style of person coming out. Mm. She's trying to escape, but she can't get out there. Mm. Um, he's telling her that he's gonna, uh, you're going to kill everybody, you're going to die when you get out there. And 
and you just don't know if it's actually really true mm. or not. Now, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's gonna watch it because yeah. I think it's it's worth a watch. Just mm. simply, it's different uh, to your traditional. If you don't if you don't like horror movies too much, this is not too bad of a movie to watch. Thank you for targeting the stand. Yeah, <laughs> just in case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's probably it's a good one to watch. It's got um, John Goodman in it as well, who which is, is the guy who amazing. plays Sully in Monsters Inc. <laughs> which is so crazy to me because I think I remember coming downstairs or like at some point when you were watching this film on TV, right? Because I don't think you watched this film in no, cinema. No, we didn't. Know. You watched this film on TV and I remember hearing that voice and I was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Sully? <laughs> and then turning the TV is just like this big dude like, yeah. you're not Sully. <laughs> yeah, but, no. yeah. Um, definitely, definitely one to watch as well, I feel. Yeah, okay, well, I'll definitely maybe check that out if mm-hmm. I don't want to be maybe scarred too much. <laughs> um, so I guess this leaves me with my final favourite horror film. You've never seen this film other than the one scene that you walked in. Oh, <laughs> or, yeah, which was super awkward. It was uh, so weird. I didn't know. Weird and... <laughs> my mum was just questioning me so much. She was like, what are you watching? Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, mum, just go away. Okay, please. <laughs> this is getting interesting now and you've just come in after all the build-up. <laughs> but basically, it's Midsummer. Now, if you don't, if you guys don't know what Midsummer is, it is an insane film. I think I've done it as one of my recommend to the back ends before, but essentially I'll recap it again. It's about this girl, uh, Danny, whose parents and sister die in this some sort of weird gas thing. Um, and it, that's where the story picks up because she's so emotionally broken and her boyfriend was about to break up with her and then that happens and he kind of feels guilty and he's like, maybe I should support her a little bit more before I break up with her, which is so messed up, but you know, it's fine. And, um, they, essentially he's an anthropologist and Mm -hmm. he um, is like trying to do his master's dissertation on um, anthropology but he needs a topic and he has a bunch of friends that also are like doing anthropology as well and they're trying to pick their master's project um, you know Chidi from The Good Place uh, Yeah, he's in it as well as one okay. of the anthropologists um, still being nerdy as ever so <laughs> we love that so he's in it and then there's like a like there's a lot of familiar faces in this film Okay. Um, and Essentially, they all decide to go to Sweden, which is where one of the um, one of the uh, people in the anthropology group is from. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we have these really interesting rituals um, in Sweden during Midsummer, right? The Midsummer Festival. Rituals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but like anthropology, if you guys don't know, is like the study of humans, right? Yeah. It's the study of human nature. So going to Sweden to maybe look at like some ritual type things that they do there at a specific festival time, yeah. to any anthropologist that will be like, and who's never like wrote, written about it before, is like a dream come true. Like, yes, let me write about this. Um, but it, I don't want to spoil too much about it, but nothing is as it seems at this place. And like, it gets so messed up. Um, Especially one scene where my mom walked in, like, smiled spoiler, but someone jumps off a cliff and then my mom just happened to come in for that scene. And, like, it, it's very graphic, because this is 18, and, like, it's very graphic in the way of what it shows. And my mom was just so confused, like, what are you watching? <laughs> yeah, they're just, like, I walked in and I was like, they're all dressed in white. They're, like, going top of this cliff, just going on the end, arms 
spread out and just trying to hit this one rock on the floor. Yeah. It's yeah, it was a pretty much weird point that I walked in. And I'm sure it's an amazing movie. It really is. It's and like, it might be worth a watch, but I feel like I might have just given it away by walking in at no, that no, point. No, 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 no. I think there's a lot more to it. Because I think the reason why I love this, right, post, like, the plot, because the plot is amazing, I love the artistry in this film. And, and you know I'm, like, a big nerd, like, yeah. to do with films. I love, like, anything like that. Anything that makes the film super compelling and interesting by not just shoving like telling the audience what is happening yeah i want you to trust me to try and put the pieces together myself and that's why i love midsummer because i i was trying to put the pieces together of like all these like the they had like pictures of writings on the wall and pictures that that actually ended up happening in the film and it was like it was so interesting and you have to pay attention to everything that's going on um so meticulously so that you can finally grasp the ending and it's it's so it's so good i really enjoy it you should definitely watch it it's on amazon prime you should watch it okay plug plug uh, plug 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 <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i just and i you know what the thing that really gets me about this film is that horror films are stereotypically really dark and yeah. really like um yeah they just have like that vibe about it that's like really um you know it's like creepy and like it's set in a scene yeah rainy weather dark there was none of that winter. in this exactly there was mm. none of that in this this was happening during the summer it was so bright outside mm. and like if anything it was more creepy mm. and like it pulls on that type of fear mm. that like this is like a cult ish kind of thing yeah which and like, is always a little bit scary anyway any yeah kind of cult kind of and there are, you see is. so many things in like documentaries yeah. of like real life cults so you yeah. can kind of like understand it so the fact it was still so scary to me even though it was like bright and colorful because there was like, flowers mm. everywhere it was it was kind really of messing good. with you though isn't it yeah it's, it's like, like it's trying to it's leaving you in a false sense of security yeah and but then it's actually nope we are actually really messed up people <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of what cults do but you yeah. know yeah um yeah definitely give midsummer a watch because it's pretty good great i'll well, add that one to my list Luke, check me out look at um, that we're growing yeah, we're definitely, growing definitely um so i guess now that we've finished talking about our favorite horror films let's move on to some of the more recent horror films that we've seen so to prep for this episode, we ended up watching a few horror films, um, against my will. <laughs> um, but yeah, we watched a few, um, two in particular. Obviously you've seen like a lot more stuff recently yeah. than I have. But let's just talk about the ones that we watched together. So let's start off with Halloween. Mm-hmm. So we watched Halloween, um, literally yesterday. And, um, I don't know. For me, personally, it didn't feel like a scary film because, like, I don't mind, like, you know, in some scenes I was, like, laughing and, like, mm. why is he not stabbing the, the, the more? Like, it just doesn't feel gory enough, you know? And that sounds so bad, but, like, I want more gore when it comes to, like, if you're a murderer, like, in a murderer film, like, give me more gore, please. Um, and there just wasn't a lot of it and I felt very, like, I don't know, I felt deflated about that. But having said that, for the time that this film yeah. was made, it is pretty good. Like, it's, what is it? It's 1978, which is a fair bit into the past. So for its time, it was great. Um, 
for like rewatching it now, I don't know whether like if I watched it like if I was if it came out at the time that I was alive and I watched it then, maybe I'd feel different about it now, like more nostalgia. But I don't know. I just don't feel like it was my um it was scary enough for me to be like this was like good or like this was gory enough for me to be like, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right in what you're saying. I definitely believe that if if you put yourself back into the 70s where, you know, movies like Poltergeist, um, you know, Freddy Krueger's, like Nightmare the on Elm Yeah, The Thing, Nightmare on Elm Street, all these type of movies were coming out. This was definitely on point. Yeah, for sure. In that era, in that time zone. Um, it's definitely got element of suspense where mm. essentially stalking wasn't really a massive thing back then that's true because and all of these people yeah. just had their doors and their windows open and none of them locked them and i was like what are you guys doing you guys are so stupid <laughs> exactly so it's it's that's the type of kind of era that this has been set in hence the reason why maybe it's not been as impacted on on what you're saying watching it now because given what we can have available to watch as horror movies yeah so it's maybe not had the desired impact but i can definitely see elements in there that would have been if you had watched it back in the 70s back in it the 80s been... that would have like unnerved you yeah. would have made you scared mm. the the music mm. the fact that i you, really you liked never the music got, yeah you never got to see his face mm, you, this you, is true that she pulled it off of him you know in in the last fight scene he has with her um and but she nearly puts yeah he nearly you nearly got it off i feel like when you first watch this movie the first scene where the first murder happens you never suspect that it's a kid. That it's a child. Yeah. Dressed up in a in a Halloween clown again. The clown, it, the famous it. clown, has appeared. <laughs> yes. Um, is actually the murderer. It's true. Um, you know, so so that's kind of like different. Uh, I didn't you don't... think it was very, very exactly. Unique. So I think it's definitely got something about it. But I understand what you're saying. It's not maybe on edge to the current time yeah um hence the reason why maybe the the reboot done recently for halloween may be different i haven't watched that yet neither neither have i but so, it's on netflix so, so it will be something that we'll watch hopefully this week one day but um <laughs> yeah i mean i still i still personally enjoyed it mm. i feel that it was still um it was almost essentially what i watched back in the day in mm. my childhood yeah I just never got around to seeing this particular one. So for me watching it, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't scary. It wasn't... I think just my favourite part of this whole film was just the music. Like, you could mm. see me when I was watching. I was just vibing. I was just like, yes! It's, it's like... Yeah, do, 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 do. yeah it's the, t- it was it's like the loud, good. loud sound yeah. um, in a quiet neighbourhood that you knew good. he was coming mm. you know you you want to you're essentially going get away why are you doing that why have you gone out there in in the garden yeah. to the washing a laundry room when you know he's out there you know it's like and these people knew that someone was following them why did they not tell the police but i also think that's a good thing in in the sense that these are the little things that make horror movies what they are you you almost essentially find yourself screaming at the tv going why are you going in there what are you doing you know oh you just you feel like you want to be like shouting at them to say run why are you not running 
It's true. It's true. It's always. It's always like um, when you know what's going on, you always want to be like that. Obviously, exactly. the characters like don't know, but still, they could be a little bit more sensible. <laughs> but that's how I felt about Halloween. Uh, it didn't scare me, but I can understand how to some people it might be very scary. What I did come out of this film feeling um, is that I really want to put a sheet over my head and put glasses over it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and just stand in the hallway. Yeah. yeah, just like do nothing, even though however many times you call me and try and communicate <laughs> with me, like I'll just stand there. Like that sounds like a perfect Halloween costume. Love that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that's what I, the biggest thing I took away from You this. have to remember, Halloween is not, um, the movie in itself, Halloween, is, is not just one part. It's, there's multiple parts over the years. Mm. And I'm sure um, they become more intense, more graphic, more bloody with the knife and etc. Yeah, because like the, so, the, the more films that come out, the earlier the like we're getting into like our time period, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, and and I think when we were watching it, you were almost essentially saying, "I can't see him actually stabbing her. I can't see." Any yeah, I know. Scenes. I was like, "I want that." You know, <laughs> you're just seeing the aftermath of it slightly. It it's it's it was not as graphic as some of the content that you can get in nowadays films. You yeah. know, and like, what did I watch recently that like had someone's jaw just got re- oh the boys isn't it yeah well, like someone horror but yeah it's pretty graphic <laughs> but it was really graphic like where this dude like if that's not even a horror film yeah like then by today's standards like there could be a lot of graphic things yeah i mean be in horror films that goes back to the point of uh what we were talking about for for um it really yeah the fact that when they have rebooted it they put so much more into it mm. um, to make it more current with the times mm. but sometimes there's some nostalgia watching the old-fashioned yeah yeah for kind sure of but like... not for me i don't feel like i would feel the nostalgia though you know what i mean like there'll be different there'll be a different type of nostalgia now because like now we're gonna go into like a new age of horror films yeah which i can probably see coming with films like midsummer and like um the one that we're also going to talk about mm-hmm. like i can see a new age of horror films where like things like it like even the rebooted one is going to be like you know well we could have done it so much better in this time period and someone else is going to reboot it because it feels like always going to get that always are going to i feel like it is going to be one of those films that always get rebooted Mm. and like even with halloween as well i like the fact that they rebooted it now in like 2018 Mm. i'll be curious to see like what it's what's changed you know like is Mm. it more graphic please Mm. (laughs) i would love it to be more graphic um but yeah um I guess overall Halloween, it was good. Um, I would love to watch the other ones to, I guess, like, piece together the story. Because you don't... I feel like what this film wants to do is, is like, you go into the cinema and you're watching this and then you feel like after you come out, like, is someone watching me? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's that whole... But it feels like we live in a society today where it's, like, that type of thing kind of, like, is more, like, I guess, of a... Not a bizarre thing to happen... Which is really sad. It's sad. It's sad. Which means it's not as scary. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's probably scary for the people who are being stalked. But true. But like, it is. It's true. But I would immediately call the police if someone was following me. I wouldn't just be like, oh, someone was following me. Oh, it must be someone who wants to ask you out. Like, come on, come on. Like, if someone's following you in a car, call the bloody police. 
This is true. This is true. So I cannot defend those comments. <laughs> it's just it was that's the bit I was like, oh no. But yeah. So we watched another film. I really wanted to watch this film because yeah. it's by the same production company that did Midsummer. So yeah. I was like, let's watch it. And it's actually by the same director who made Midsummer as well. Mm-hmm. So and this was his first film. So like he this director's only ever done two films. Okay. Hereditary and Midsummer. Oh, okay. Right. Which is and for those to be his only two films that he's ever made, mm-hmm. wow. Like, wow. So, Hereditary is essentially about a family mm-hmm. who live in this house. Why is it always a house that's in the middle of nowhere? Um, like, a detached house? Like, why <laughs> we were... Always ta- a detached house. <laughs> we were talking about this. Like, why? Like, if you lived in, like, a, a neighbourhood street of, like, just all, like, uh, semi-detached houses and stuff like that. Or terrace houses. Yeah. yeah it, just it, would just, it just it doesn't happen, so we're safe, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Phew. <laughs> so, like, it's just... Oh, God. I, I, I like this film because... So, the grandma, right, uh, passes away... Um, and that's where we start the film. We start the film with like funeral and stuff um, of this woman's mother, and she has herself a husband and two children, Charlie and Peter. And essentially, it follows this like it's. You said it's this film starts off with the fact that she, the the woman says that her mother was a very secretive yeah, person. Secretive person yeah. And I think that's basically the entire lore of this film is that you want to try and find out what the hell was this grandma like um yeah, involved in secrets because she was involved in some sort of weird thing and you it's like a very spiritual supernaturally type one of like the spirits uh had a lot of like possessing and like seances and a cult and a cult so it's like you know the whole mix of things yeah. also a bit of gore as well yeah there was some yeah, gore definitely yeah, yeah. yeah um and i think what i loved about this horror film is again same vibe as midsummer is that it teased a lot of things and like it put it put like blindingly obvious things in front of you that you would only get later on in the film yeah i have to say though i mean the first probably first half of the movie was a little bit slow for me personally it took time Mm. to build the storyline yeah i feel like that could have been slightly faster to have got to there um but there were some scenes in there where it just takes you back and you go whoa did that just happen Mm. and then you're piecing it and then it just the the movie just starts picking up on a fast memento and then you're basically you you're more vested but for this, me personally the beginning part of it i was like oh, what am i watching but the thing is Why? right and See, then I, and I got a lot of evil eyes yeah <laughs> because she chose it and then i'm like is this really meant to be like this uh laughable scenes no this was unfair right i'm sorry okay so i find these type of films gripping and interesting no no, no 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 let me they finish are. let they me are. finish let me finish <laughs> Ooh, <beef>. right <laughs> no okay so, like, I find these films gripping and interesting, right? And I really get into them. Then you've got Miss, like, Laughing Box in the corner, <laughs> who's just like, hee-hee-hee-hee-hee, and some of, like, the suspenseful scenes, right? There's actually, like, some suspenseful scenes. And then Mum just laughs it off. She's like, oh, <laughs> it was like, it was, 
silly. I no, don't know. I know. I know. And I'm sorry. And, and I did apologize to you during the movie to say, I'm sorry if I'm spoiling this for you. You, spo- you said it afterwards after I made the comment. You don't act as if that you, you felt sorry during the film. You did not feel no remorse. Oh my God, seriously. But I did also tell you that when it took off and it started moving in a direction, that's when I was like, oh, okay, come on, let's. I'm watching this now. Okay. The thing is, though, right? You couldn't make this film without the beginning suspense bit. I feel like so, they could have got to the point a lot quicker. Nah. Yes. But then, but then, but then that defeats the whole purpose of like you as an audience member. You're trying to understand what is going on, right? You you're trying to piece together these little clues that you're getting but from different a- scenes, and like you. I, I, I want to know what's going on, right? And I'm picking, like, all these little clues that are happening. I'm like, okay, is this happening? Wait, no, no, this can't be happening. It's just, like, you're constantly... That's how I felt during the film. I was, like, constantly conflicting about, like, is this going to happen? No, I don't mm-hmm. think that one's going to happen. Is that going to happen? It's like, And it's, like, a constant battle in your head about, like, what's going on. Mm. And then suddenly you start to, like... It starts to build and build, and then you start to get more of a grip of what's going on. And even at some parts where I was, like, 100% sure I know what's going on, it's like, nope, this is yeah, what's going on. I would have felt that the first third of the movie they could have done that and then it could have been a lot more quicker. Nah, I don't think so. I think it was the right amount of build-up. Well, we'll have to agree to disagree. Yeah, well, you We'll let the audience uh, choose with they I mean, it's an A24 film, so A24 films we know we like, so... Mm. You know, The Witch is an A24 film Yeah, I know, and then that took time to build as well, but it was brilliant it was it was really good so like you know i think you just got a i think you're just i don't know you just want jump scares constantly yes you do yes you do yes you do no i don't yes you do anyways (laughs) (laughs) but yeah overall i really loved hereditary i i actually thought it was really good i'm not gonna take that away from it mm. um overall i think both of us what was it 1 30 2 o'clock in the morning we were sitting we there we finished it yeah we finished it and we were sitting there and we we're still talking about it which was good and that's i always think that's a good sign of a film if you can sit there and go yeah that was really good and do you see this bit oh my god did you think it was going to be that you know etc so when you can actually have a discussion after a movie i Mm. feel like it's good because it's invoked different things in both of us to talk about it i feel if we'd just gone yeah all right good night and gone off to bed i think it would have been a bit more which is what happened with halloween yeah kind of and also you trying to get dad to scare me and then i completely clocked what you were doing and i just made you go up the stairs first and then he scared you Mm. so you know that was (laughs) and then i scared you this morning so that Mm. was fun yeah there's a lot of scaring going on at the moment in the house i mean it's halloween season yeah this is why we're doing it's not over don't worry (laughs) i'm not scared <laughs> I know all your tricks now, all of both of you. I don't think so. Okay, all right. But um yeah, I think I think definitely this film is one that you want to talk about afterwards a lot. Yeah. One thing I will say really freaked me out was what happened the next day is when we were sitting down because we we watched Hereditary us two. Yeah. We watched Halloween with dad. Yeah. About to watch Halloween, and this is a mild spoiler for the film, but then dad just goes and we, I was like, why did he just make the sound from yeah. the film? <laughs> the film from the day before. Yeah, and I was like, the possessed <laughs> film from the day before. Exactly, and I was just like, why, what? And the thing is, you didn't clock onto it until I said, mum, why did dad just make the sound from the film? Why is Charlie in the room? <laughs> it 
it was not it was not i did not feel comfortable at that moment and that was even before halloween was on so i was just like incredibly uncomfortable and i felt like oh no <laughs> what's happening um but yeah i didn't make it up though you definitely heard it yeah right? i definitely heard yeah, it yeah, yeah. but i don't think it was i think he just but he's never made that noise before. <laughs> I don't know. He had never, he's never, ever, ever done so, that. Look, why are you going to put yourself into a situation <laughs> where you're not going to sleep tonight? But this is what happens. I overthink a lot of horror films. I'm like, why is this happening? But yeah, no, dad's not possessed. He's fine. He's still himself. Um, so, so yeah. On a side note, I just wanted to say, um, there is a series, I know it's not a film, but a series oh, yeah, yeah. on Netflix uh, that I felt was really, really good. Um, oh, yes. It was recommended to me by a friend who, um, who's actually been on your show. Oh, wow. Matt. Matt recommended um, Haunting of the Hill House. Oh, right, okay. On, I've heard of that. Definitely. On Netflix. Doesn't feel like my It vibe. was really, really good really good it's um essentially about um siblings who live in a house that is haunted mm. um when they're really really young um and they go off and grow up and go into their own homes and lives and a tragedy tragedy oh i can't even say the word now <laughs> <laughs> um something really awful happens to them as a family and brings them back together and um it makes them relive and also revisit the haunted house oh damn and it's really really good like and really it's scary. definitely yes and it's definitely worth a watch there is um it's each episode mm. so you can you know prepare yourself for each one <laughs> mom um, you're not gonna try and get me to watch this i think i've seen enough for your listeners then it's yeah. definitely worth a listen Mm, listen listen and watch <laughs> you can watch and listen to it <laughs> um but yeah i think so i don't know what are your overall like opinions about horror films after like you know reminiscing and feeling i know? really want to do a um a horror marathon <laughs> i really do <laughs> anybody who wants to watch one let me know i'm up for it um you know just DM Nandita and let her know, and we'll, <laughs> we'll arrange a uh, a horror fest. See, like this is rude now because you know that I can't like watch the horror films. And, it's like, okay. I everyone, know, I know every one of your friends, Kieran, will keep you company, and you two can just watch. I don't know Disney or um, some musicals. I'm sure you guys will be happy. Well, that was an attack on both of us. I'm very sorry, Kieran, that you sorry, needed to Kieran. be <laughs> sorry that you needed to be attacked like this. I didn't know. Um, but yeah, I think I think horror films are something that I definitely maybe want to try. I want to at some point in my life I need to watch The Conjuring because it's apparently meant to be not even just as a horror series, but like as a, yeah, just a series really in general. It's like mm -hmm. really good series of films. Like, I must mm -hmm. say. And um, I definitely should, but I need to watch it like when it's super bright and I'm like with a massive group of people because I don't think I could ever watch that by myself. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, and then you just will continue to love horror films till yeah. like forever. Because 
I don't understand how we are related <laughs> in that way. <laughs> where like you are so obsessed. You and Dad are so, like big lovers of horror film. Like you guys love and thrive off of like scaring me. Um, I know, but that's more of a pastime hobby. For, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, of course, of yeah, course. sure, just, sure, sure. That's just a hobby to yeah. to frighten the life out of you. Yeah, sure, but as and when we can. Mm-hmm, yeah, sure. So then also <laughs> like you guys just love horror films as well. Like the fact that you spent one year of Dad's birthday just watching horror films like says a lot. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. That's the one thing where I'm like, how am I related to these two? <laughs> how are you guys my parents if i just hate horror films this much but yeah um it's just interesting to know your your it was interesting for me to know about some of your childhood films mm. and like the way that they impacted you because you obviously mm. grew you you've seen me grow up with all the the, the horror films that i've yeah, had to see I, th- I feel like there was you know the the fact that you were in your room and there was never a point where we could actually go to our parents and tell them that we were really scared um, because we've watched it because we probably shouldn't have been watching it. Well, and we would have been told off for that. So that that fear was probably greater than the fear of the actual movie. <laughs> well, so, well, so, so we quietly, silently kind of uh, endured it, just endured it and got through the nights. And, and I remember those nights living on a three story uh, house where you're living on the top segment of the house and, and having to go up, up all those stairs and you get the creepy stairs scenario. Yeah. And gross, gross, gross. Yeah, kind of like the long corridors and elongating continuously, which you get in, in horror movies as well. Yeah, so we kind of already was living in that scenario. Overall, horror films, you know, they're pretty great. Storylines are compelling. We don't like the spirit. I don't like the spiritual things, but mum, you're a massive fan and you'll continue watching Yeah, no, forever. definitely fascinating so i guess it's now time to move on to the infamous segment of the show are you aware of it mm-hmm, definitely how can somebody not be aware of this section you know i know i'm pretty glad that you know it considering uh, you are my mom and you should be listening to my podcast <laughs> yes i signed an agreement <laughs> you did sign an agreement with blood <laughs> so it is the recommend or to the back end segment yeah so are you excited i'm so excited you know that (laughs) this is the only reoccurring segment of my show i know i'm yeah i'm super excited to be able to go do this go and watch this (laughs) that's what i think okay so seeing as you're the guest why don't you start off with either a recommend or back end or what you got do you know what i don't really have too many back end um recommendations the apple doesn't fall far from the tree oh my god <laughs> i don't have many back ends yeah in. so I... that's the stereotypical thing that you know i don't have any so maybe i know now why i don't have many <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty easygoing when it comes to watching stuff um and also you have the beauty of the pause button and move on to something else really <laughs> so um, and then you forget about the ones that and you... then you're like oh did i watch that yeah i watched half of it we never get time to watch it again that's a sure sign that you don't really like that one i suppose yeah um but my recommends your first one yeah my first one's actually um a a netflix series uh that's on there at the moment called the fall mm-hmm. it's kind of like a detective's murder um kind of mystery element to it so it's quite good 
So I would recommend that. Watch it. I won't give like, too much away. Oh, do you not want to give like a little bit more? Like who's it got in there and like stuff like that? No, I think if I think if you go and watch it, you'll be able to uh, pick it up quite quickly. Okay. Um, I'm really bad with names as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> so is the is the lady from um, X Files and the guy from Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> right. Nice. Go for it. <laughs> cool. And then there's another one that I just wanted to add in there, which is Ozark, which is brilliant. Um, so give us a rough premise about what Ozark is about. Okay, it's... Uh, <laughs> none of you all know this. I have uh, watched loads of types of programmes. Horror is one of them. Mm. Um, and another one is probably um, anything to do with lawyers, anything to do with drugs, anything <laughs> to do with guns. <laughs> Um, so I don't know if there's a kind of theme going on here or not. Secretly, I think mom under is cover uh, like gangster. a crime lord. Yeah, I think my mom is a crime lord secretly. She doesn't want to tell me it, but her Netflix watch history tells me mm. that she is yeah. secretly a crime lord. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but this is about um, a, a family that gets involved. Um, mainly the father at the start uh, wants to make money. He's an accountant um and to make extra money just got involved with people who wanted to cook the books then grows and grows to him supplying drugs and oh laundering money and it just becomes so so out there but the whole family's involved and it's about three seasons i think three mm. to four seasons and i think they and are making really another season as well aren't they and and each season you think they can't go further with this can they but they do and it's really good and i've really enjoyed every season actually that's good um it's very rarely you can say that the first season's as good as the last season that you've watched that's for so them. true so mm. normally shows deteriorate over time definitely so that's definitely worth a watch pretty cool so you've given two tv shows so let me mm -hmm. break the the trend a little bit and mm -hmm. i've got a film to recommend so uh kingsley and i so the guest on the previous episode you know mm -hmm. kingsley yeah um we try and watch a film every month because covid and like we can't exactly like socialize with people so we try and at least watch a film together every month That's and so this good. month yeah. we watched moneyball now mm. moneyball is on paper, this film shouldn't... I shouldn't like this film. Mm -hmm. It's about baseball. Mm -hmm. And it's about, like, um, just, you know, a base... Like, an underdog baseball team trying to make it and, like, do good and stuff like that. To me, that's, like, really not my kind of film. Like, I don't mm -hmm. like sport films at all. They don't make me feel any type of way. Mm -hmm. But this has got Chris Pratt in it. This mm -hmm. has got Brad Pitt in it. And... Honestly, the beginning bit was really like testing my patience. I was like, "Oh god, this is this is not um, this is not like getting to me." Mm -hmm. And then suddenly, like we get to a point where this film really kicks off, and it's like Chris Pratt finally comes into the film, and like we're talking about like um, also oh what's his name? Oh, oh no, Kingsley's gonna hate me because I always forget his name. Jonah Hill. That's it. <laughs> Gonna God, we've me. got Google. <laughs> Literally. Jo Jonah Hill, he's like a, a statistician, and he's basically... he. This is based on a true story about how uh, this baseball team basically changed um, the way um, people, like baseball scouters and like teams and like uh, managers of teams should look at the game. Uh, instead of looking at people who can just hit and like to do fielding you want to look at it statistically and you want to look at it through a um yeah statistical point of view 
And I really enjoyed that because me and Kingsley are both uh, maths nerds and we absolutely loved it. That's really, that sounds really good. Is it worth a watch? Definitely. I think it's, I think it's worth a watch though. You're just, I feel like the beginning bit could really put you off. So just make sure you stick with it. Mm -hmm. It's on Netflix at the moment. So you can watch it Is it, it not there. based on a true, true story? It is. I, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. It yeah. is based on a true story about the Oakland baseball team. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's obviously dramatized because brad pitt was not the dude <laughs> but the scouting <laughs> dude but yeah i i thought i didn't expect to like it as much as i did yeah yeah cool um add that to my list you definitely should so that i guess concludes um the episode so yeah we have now reached the end of the episode thank you so much for coming on as a guest for this episode it's just been very fun to have you do you know what it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for inviting me i feel quite honored to be able to <laughs> appear on an episode and i hope everyone um enjoys listening to us rambling on, on this is what we do on a day-to-day -day basis exactly and having someone else listening to our conversations feels slightly different <laughs> knowing that it's out there but i kind of love the fact that um you're enjoying your you know doing the podcast and i love yes, that yes you've been very supportive of the podcast as well so thank you for that so i'm now going to do the very important thing which is wrapping up the episode so if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, do give the episode a subscribe there. And whilst you're there, why don't you give it a rating and a review? Five stars only, please. And make sure you say some nice things because that way more people can find the podcast and listen to it. Uh, if you are listening on Spotify or you're listening on um, Google Podcasts, you can give it a follow there. There is one person still listening on Overcast, so keep listening on any podcasting platforms you find my podcast on. It's on a bunch, so but those are the main ones that I can see. Um, and then if you want to keep up to date with some of the films that I watch on a day-to-day -day basis that I don't really talk about in the episode, you can follow me on my letterbox account, which is underscore Nandita underscore. And um, if you want to keep up to date with the podcast in general, get some teasers um, of episodes that are coming up and just keep up to date with the podcast in general, you can follow me on my social medias at Deets with Dita on both Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> and, and without um i guess with that being said oh next week's episode is gonna be a episode by myself so we're finally taking a breather from all the guests we've just had guests non-stop on the episode we're gonna take a breather and it's gonna be an episode of me talking about trailers because Ooh. i feel like trailers are an interesting thing to talk about in a general sense so stay tuned if you're interested about that um so i guess without further ado Thank you guys for listening and I will see you all next week. Bye everyone!